Hey, what's good, everyone? It is Samir from Beat Final Podcasts. Hope you're all well. Just taking this quick time to uh, make a little shout out to our sponsors. Definitely recommend this one. Check it out. This podcast is sponsored by the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand, Aotearoa. The Music Producers Guild is an advisory service that assists and empowers our music producer industry here in New Zealand. Members get personalized contracts for their music production, free Serato Studio Sample and DJ Pro, access to discounted audio equipment and software, and advice from industry professionals. Buy your plugins through the Music Producers Guild website to help support us all in growing our community. For more information and to sign up as a member, please visit www.mpgnz.co.nz. Huge shout out to the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand for sponsoring Beat Fino. Super, super stoked to be able to share such a positive, positive driving force for New Zealand music on the world stage. Uh, please check them out. Super stoked to be uh, in the guild myself. And I know for a lot of you guys wanting to take their music to the next level, uh, super, super honored to have this opportunity to be around the industry professionals and uh, soak up all the benefits. Back to here to the podcast. Thank you so much all for uh, hanging in and enjoying this testimony so far. Feel free to uh, pop a little message in to our page. Let us know how you've enjoyed this podcast. And stay tuned for more B-Fino episodes. But here, back to the podcast. Here on B-Fino Podcasts. Things off, my man. Welcome, Hi. everyone, to B-Fino Podcasts. And this week, we have Flute. What's good, my man? Hey, how's it going? Real good, bro. And um, I'll let you turn my alarm clock off. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's really cool. Like, we're pretty much up to almost 30 episodes on this film. Damn. Damn. And you're doing these weekly, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to push through that weekly. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That's this a lot of weeks there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've, um, I was lucky to stockpile when everyone was stuck at home because obviously oh, no, yeah. one, no one had any excuse. So I was like, no. <laughs> jump on. And um, I managed to Perfect. do the first 20 of them while we were all at home. Damn. That's mm. crazy. That's awesome. Thanks, man. So, apart from that, I've pretty much just been digging a mixture of that as well as all these kind of things we're doing now towards the end of the year but yeah, 100%. um man it's super super cool to like actually get the vibe that everyone could like do gigs again yeah yeah no so I, i'm so hyped on that i'm actually um even though it's not even a real uh like a proper gig but tonight i'm going into hide and in christchurch to film for like a a, a live stream wow. so yeah, so hopefully oh, nice. hopefully we'll have a good uh, live stream gig coming up soon. Oh, yeah, man. Speaking of, like, um, all the things down there, guys, just, mm. um, man, I know I know there's, like, some real cool cats and music. And, like, there's, Christchurch actually has, like, a huge history of music, as you might know. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's been people, man, we've been talking on this podcast, and, like, Christchurch has amazing talent, as you know, right? <laughs> Yes, I have met a few people around Christchurch that are like super talented, super talented. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, Christchurch is definitely pretty underappreciated in the music scene, in New Zealand at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah hard bro, but, um, but yeah, man, that's awesome to have you here, my man. And um, hey. before we kick things off, my man, um, yeah, I just wanted to, before I forget, man, I, I just wanted to like give a massive uh appreciations for your music man like it's it's hey. gen it's genuinely got me through 
<laughs> hey, I, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, I, that's why I do it. I make it, um, well, I mean, like, I love making music. I love the process of making it, but being able to get that feedback from people and know that, like, the energy that I'm putting into it, uh, you guys are taking out from it. So it's just, yeah, super stoked to hear that. Oh, so good, man. And um, yeah, that pretty much is a great little segue to kick things off. So like, tell us how, how you got into music, my man. Oh, shit. Back well, you <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Um, so I mean, the, my first experience with like any music stuff was I was learning drum <laughs> lessons. So I was like, I think I was about six when I when I first started drum lessons and um and just absolutely loved it just like loved music loved the whole process of like learning and mastering a, like a musical instrument um and yeah so i played drums for ages and then around when i was like 12 or 13 i downloaded fl studio for the first time and oh damn, that was like my mind was blown i was like holy shit! i can do the entire production i can do all the guitars i can do all the bass i can do everything by myself on this laptop right now that's sick and just yeah basically from like 2013 onwards i've just been spending just about every day working on music on my laptop wow yeah i can so yeah. tell man and um <laughs> man I, I can't wait to dig into your story man it's amazing um but um hmm. yeah so like you you got started with the drums and um was there anyone in family like in your family that had like music and what was the sort of background there Honestly, uh, yeah, my parents were real surprised when I was getting into music because we had no, uh, the, yeah, no relatives or anything that were musos, <laughs> pretty wow. much. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, yeah, was there sort of like artists when you were getting into it, let you like inspiration and all that? What was your sort of like? Um, yeah, I have to say, like when when I was like the music that I was listening to for inspiration when I first got into it was just about anything that was on Monster Cat. Yeah. like mon the yeah monster cat record label was i was like making music and sending it to them for years and years and years and then i realized that i wasn't nearly as good as i needed to be for monster cat <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that's like um amazing because i feel like youtube is mm. so crazy like responsible for like so much of the music like in terms of the yeah. inspiration that so many people got hooked into to then start yeah. making music right no 100 percent. yeah youtube was like it was a crazy place back then like when i when i first started there were almost no tutorial channels or whatever it was all like music and skits and all of that sort of thing yeah um, and so i was having lots of trouble like finding where i could like learn how to make music online um but in return i was spending a lot more time than i do nowadays like just listening to music just going through like yeah i'm pretty sure it was like monster cat mr suicide sheep um or ncs no copyright sound yeah all of those guys that was yeah that's just my whole music taste all of my inspiration that like got me into making music it's all wow stuff. that's yeah. amazing and even um i'm sure you would have like popped on to see like when ukf was slowly coming uh, in yeah uk um, all of that stuff um oh, oh, and like skrillex scary monster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the era of dubstep wow yeah yeah that awesome. it's incredible bro how much on this show people talk about like yeah the dawn of cats like skrillex and um uk yeah. and like that dubstep but when it first came hard yeah. on youtube yeah like, everyone that, was like, doing... hard dubstep was so sick back in the day 
Like, yeah. yeah, I get major nostalgia listening to it now. It's like, oh god, I miss those days. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Oh man, like totally, man. And um, yeah, that's such a such a big one for me too. I think, um, especially at that time of YouTube, the only other thing that was starting to come up, you might remember, is um, like mm. fest, like DJs at festivals, like being able, uh, yeah, yeah, same, like the door like, to Tomorrowland. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh god, that was so awesome. watching like EDC and stuff, or the live streams, or not even live streams. They were just video recordings of it back then. Yeah, damn, it was crazy. It felt live because of how yeah. cool it was to see it. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, man. damn. Uh, it's so awesome, man. And so yeah, you pretty much um, <laughs> not to kind of push things along, but bro, like no, I mean, the story's huge. Um, you actually got to study at Icon. Which um, for those, yeah, you got the cat right there. <laughs> got um, that merch on. Yeah, tell us yeah. like the sort of journey towards getting into that, my man. Damn. So, yeah, basically, I I was nearing the end of high school, and I'd been trying to decide like what I wanted to do, what whether I wanted to go to like uni or college or like whatever. Um, and I found this one random because this was around the time that I was getting into like joining producer community groups and things like that and just like meeting people online who are also producers that I could go and like work with and things yeah um, and I met this one guy and he made some really cool beats uh, some really cool music and uh, and so I, I messaged him and I was like hey like where did you like where did you learn how to make your music and stuff like that um, and he was like, oh, well, I studied at the school called Icon Collective. And I was like, oh, that sounds yeah. like something that could be real interesting. And so I like I looked into it and I found out that they had like a, a relatively low acceptance rate for um, like international students. And uh, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just apply for this for this course and just see what happens. Um, and yeah, within a month, I had the acceptance email and I was like, oh, shit, like planning an interview and everything. Um, and yeah, it was kind of rough getting out there because at the time they didn't have any uh, like student visas or anything that they were able to supply to anyone. And so I had to go over to the States on a tourist visa for a whole year. <laughs> um and so i managed to get this like six this uh it's a 10-year visa that allows you to go in um for like six months at a time i had to leave partway through it was all yeah it was messy <laughs> wow but, um, yeah no the um getting out to icon because it was uh based in burbank or north hollywood uh in los angeles so it was yeah it was just like a major dream of mine for about a year and I worked really hard at, uh, I worked at Toy World for a year to be able to save up for it. <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's, that's a testimony. And um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> sure. it's so awesome to be able to actually, yeah, here's that whole story because like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a cool thing even at the P-Money like gig, like um, hmm. here at Beat Final, it's almost like the testimony is those jobs that you kind of just got to do it like um, yeah no absolutely. yeah yeah and so at toy world did you manage to suss that like was it just before you were at high school or did you end up like finishing high school toy world then go yeah yeah wow. pretty much yes. so i i finished high school and then i got the job at toy world in december of that year and then just worked all the way through until basically christmas and then left for la on i think i think we arrived in la on january 1st so new year's day yeah it's pretty hectic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, so that was the whole idea. So you, you were 
doing the toy world and did the application thing did the way it worked meant that you had to apply after you were at toy world or did you just go yeah, towards so, yeah you put everything in yeah no so i uh, i basically i started work at toy world and i knew that i was saving towards some large amount of money uh and then yeah and then i got i ended up getting the acceptance email about six months into working at toy world and then i just it was just six months of waiting <laughs> amazing yeah. yeah and then no. that would have just made that la- second half so much more exciting yeah like you're, oh yeah you're there Definitely. at toy world but you knew where you were headed eh? exactly and i had to try and keep it a like a secret for a little while because i didn't want to them to catch wind that i was planning on leaving later in the year uh, around christmas time as well and i didn't want them to fire me <laughs> yeah like, that's try and get rid tough. of me yeah <laughs> oh it's so cool yeah. man but um yeah. yeah so it's just there in Christchurch and um yeah <laughs> did you sort of have like um uh actually we haven't asked this question much but was your family on board with the whole idea of you going out there to do this um I so my mum a hundred percent my mum was like fully on board with uh everything the whole time uh which I'm super grateful for I'm so so pleased that I have my mum who's like always supported me in everything that I try and do um and then I yeah there was a little bit of pushback from like uh other family members trying to tell me that I like uh you know mu- with music only so many people are able to make money or make a living out of it you know only uh, the, the classic um out of a hundred people that try only two people actually make it um but i have this theory about that where i feel like out of the hundred people who tried the two people that make it are the only two people that actually kept pushing and actually kept go like working at it until they got there everyone oh, else gave bro. up before it was time Bro, that the that's the gym. I I I fully see life in the same way. Um, yeah, yeah. Like we sometimes on be final, we we almost diverge from just music, and, and this sort of thing can apply to anything in life. Hey, eh? like yeah, the absolutely. Moment, the moment you sort of like feel like, hey, I've actually got a fighting chance. That there, on something that seems so far fetched, because the whole idea of the word itself far-fetched like that's gonna catch yeah. everyone out and so you almost yeah, kind of exactly. like you almost kind of like find this lane in like a highway that no one's really like discovered yeah. comes in just when people put oh the traffic sucks i'm gonna turn around you yeah know, no exactly yeah it's quite amazing just those sort of doorways opening but um it's so awesome to know you you end up just set, standing up for yourself and saying no nah, i'm gonna do Uh-oh. this and you know like oh is that all good <laughs> Is it cutting up? Oh, yeah. I oh, think yeah. my Wi-Fi might... Oh, no, it could be mine, actually. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm on the first one. Yeah, uh, let, let me let me make sure... I, I can one. see you and hear you. Cool. <laughs> we'll carry on because we can edit this post. Um, it's all good. Yeah, so, like, just that yep. ability for you to, like, stand and say, that nah, I'm actually going to do this, um, yeah. I think it's huge because, uh, especially, like, that was... Was that one of your first times overseas or that first time? Um, so, I mean, I'd gone on like family holidays overseas, so I was, I was really lucky with that, with um, my parents were able to take me overseas uh, quite regularly. Almost every year we'd have like a, a holiday overseas, which was awesome. Um, but it was it was my first time exploring like LA, being around like that kind of thing, and also first time being out of the country by myself. By yourself. Hey. Yeah. yeah and I was there for a year. <laughs> <laughs> wow oh man man, i can't i I love to just dig in a bit deeper man so um Mm. yeah in terms of like sussing accommodation and meeting people getting around 
yeah, tell us how tell us how that all went, my man. Yeah, uh, so I, I was again very lucky that Icon Collective has this uh, little program for all of their international or people who are coming from different states uh, to study, where they would they'd give you like a personality test, and then they'd match you up with two or three other people that uh, were like similar in that personality test, um, and then it was up to us to find accommodation, um, and so we, we'd spent like basically basically about i want to say three months like searching and applying for apartments and accommodation and everything and um it wasn't until i was uh where i was in canada just before we just before we went to la so we'd, we'd spent canada uh, fuck me yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd spent christmas in canada uh, and then while we were spending Christmas, I was like freaking out trying to find accommodation for where I was going to live for the rest of the year. Um, but we managed to find it a few days before we all arrived in LA, got it all sorted. And yeah, I managed to be able to fly in from Canada and just pick up from the airport and go into an apartment as opposed to like a motel or a hotel, which a few people did have to do. Yeah, yeah. wow. It just goes to show as well, like, so people are coming from all sides of the world for this, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the their international student rate is uh, it's lower than, like, the domestic students, obviously. But um, most people came from out of state, at least. Yeah, yeah. and that, that, that's the thing. Like, then itself yeah. is a big joke. Because I don't know much about America, but I, I do know this hmm. is, like states of your own country like, yeah so. essentially they, they have like the population of a whole country they like each state has their own laws and shit it's like <laughs> yeah such a crazy big place and i feel like a lot of people don't realize that until you actually have been there mm. yeah oh that's so awesome man well yeah it's just so, so awesome to hear the journey the story of um yeah like, like that's just those things and um yeah did you <laughs> did you have much time to do anything apart from music or it's just like you not much sightseeing actually, just like do the work, I did, like. I did do a little bit of sightseeing, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely like 90% of my time was spent just working on music or like trying to meet other people that were doing music stuff to keep as a connection for once I got back to New Zealand. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was, um, it was, uh, because I lived real close to like Universal Studios and all of that kind of thing. So I went to Universal Studios maybe twice. Um, and yeah, like the classic walks and hikes that they have around there as well, uh, like up to the big uh, observatory um, and the Hollywood sign walk. Yeah, all like classic awesome stuff. I think the most like surreal thing to me was that for the whole year, I could see the Hollywood sign out of my bedroom window. And I was like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, amazing. And um, I'm sure like a whole lot of it felt like a big movie you were in, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hugely. I, I thought it was so weird because um, we'd be just out walking around and I'd like go on my Instagram story and it was like seeing the same day that I was experiencing on all these like famous people's Instagrams. 
Yeah. Um, some of my some of my friends mentioned as well because it was like two days that it rained while I was there, and on both of those days I'd complain about the rain, and my friends would also see like famous people complaining about the rain. It was like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy to think right that we're all yeah. living in the same world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're blending yeah. right in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got exactly the yeah. same thoughts and everything. So um, yeah, yeah. like um, yeah, sort of like along from yeah doing the mahi and getting a bit of sightseeing in there um was hmm. sort of like main highlights um talking a bit more about icon and actually like how it helps and hmm. sort of what you really get from it like yeah tell us a bit about what you feel you get the most out of um from being an icon yeah um i feel like there were two really big things that i took out of icon uh one of the biggest things for me was finding like a creative flow that i can work in um that was something that i hadn't given very much thought to at all uh, when i was just producing music um but being at, being able to find like a, a da like a daw that works for you because a lot like i stuck with fl studio because that was all that i knew and i couldn't be bothered trying to learn ableton or logic or pro tools or whatever but yeah finding a, a door that works for you uh, with your workflow, super important because other, like uh, otherwise you'll be having trouble, you know, j like opening yeah. a mixing panel or whatever, and that slows down the whole process. And when the process gets slowed down, uh, you start losing your like energy that you're putting into it. Um, and so, like for me, I work only in Ableton now because a the workflow that Ableton uh, like works with is identical to how I work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh man, and yeah. it's it's exciting because like I haven't touched Ableton much, but yeah. um, but I sort of get the suspicion that like if I bite the bullet, despite how daunting to this day. I struggle. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. people, people in the Fruities gang out here, they know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had heaps on the Fruities gang here on Beefoto, and it's it's something where I think eventually you may just have to find, even if it's a bit of accountability. In this sense, Icon gave me mm. that accountability, didn't it? Because they made yeah. Ableton, right? Yeah, yeah. So the, they mostly teach Ableton over there. They teach uh, Ableton and and Logic though. So. Uh, when we were studying, we were learning both doors at the same time um, and trying to find our way around it and learning uh, how different doors are similar in lots of ways to be able to make it easier for us to translate um, yeah, certain actions and things across the other ones. Really yeah. cool. And that's 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 really key um, sort of on the whole board of the, the skills you can have they end yeah. up helping you do more than just be an artist actually going into the mixing the mastering services um, yeah 100 percent. like um you know being able to tutor people because you know the different softwares as well and so yeah did you manage to pick up logic um like really like like solid fundamentals sort of thing or like what was yeah the yeah uh yeah. logic definitely um i like i i feel like i because i <laughs> sorry i just said i so many times there <laughs> no it's cool um uh, basically essentially i uh before i went out to la i knew that they were teaching logic there and so i bought logic and had it downloaded and i decided that before i got out to la i wanted to have like an understanding of logic um, and so i started producing only in logic before i got there 
um, to then realize that Ableton was the main thing that they're teaching. <laughs> yeah. like, God damn it. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, so I, I had it like a, a relatively good understanding of how logic works and everything. But on the course, they taught me so much stuff that's like yeah. kind of hidden inside of logic. That's yeah, super wow. It's almost, yeah. like, it's almost like a sort of like makeshift Ableton with a logic, right? Because logic's yeah. kind of like um, that thing where I guess um, if you knew your way around it properly, like there's actually a few a few instruments and effects that I noticed. It's like, gosh, I've never seen anyone use that. But like, what does that actually do? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. There's, there's a lot of stuff like that because logic is like full of content. There's also like samples, loops, uh, plugins, like, uh, and the plugins that they have are really like high quality, really high quality. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, one of my favorite things, the only thing that I use Logic for nowadays is when I'm recording vocals, you can um, set up these comping uh, things essentially where let's say you're recording in a loop or whatever. Every time it loops back, it puts it onto a separate track for you. Um, and then the the other thing that you can do is you can go and highlight all the different like tracks and things and take little bits and piece together the one take that you end up wanting to use which is oh. yeah super useful um and like you can't do it was real annoying <laughs> so i'm like constantly switching back between the two if i'm working on uh, like vocal stuff yeah, yeah. oh that's exciting and, and that's that's something that i am um... I can see now why kids like Oak Feltner use it um, and those mm. like real, real kind of like pop producers where yeah. most of their job is actually um, helping the artist record because a lot of the artists and they're just so used to having everything done for them. And so yeah. like, when you're with a producer in the studio, you end up and they're the one record, you know, kicking off the beat. Um, yeah especially when it's from scratch yeah it's like they've nah, like helping man the whole <laughs> yeah. recording cloud right so yeah yeah it's so cool that you learn that sort of stuff too and um yeah it's sort of like um are most of the people on icon like um so it's just mainly production it's not like people were it's not like record because mainly it's about like knowing your way around the software but it's also the hmm. idea that um it's really great for dj slash producers right because yeah um, the idea is I guess with Icon, I see a lot of the, the alumni and all that, and a lot of them are like the the touring DJs and stuff, right? Mm. So like, yeah. um, do they kind of like had? Do they have any cool like big artists that got you got to come in and experience some um, like talks and all that? Was there any like highlights there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I mean, like with um the way that they are doing the course at the moment is they've started leaning a lot more towards just music production as opposed to like DJ and music production. So that they're they're like focusing on because uh, they've started up a vocal vocalist course, so cool, you can cool. learn how to do just the vocal side of stuff. Um, they also have singing lessons and all of that now, which I didn't get in 2018. Yeah, but that's all good. Um, and they have a business school where they teach you about music business and marketing and stuff, which is very sick. But one, yeah, my favorite thing about, uh, actually, I, I say a lot of favorite things about Icon, but one of my favorite things about Icon was the fact that they get all these really big artists in to do these talks and stuff. Um, like I, I met uh, Getter. Um, he had just come in and he was doing a talk about mental health um, wow. in the music industry. Uh, and then we had like Flostradamus came in once. We had uh, Nightmare and Slander. Um, 
yeah so many so many awesome inspiring people that you're sitting in a small classroom just having like a conversation with it was awesome yeah Whoa. oh man that's um that's incredible like what a blessing i think um yeah actually one of my friends that's right one of my friends hmm. he went to icon um doing the online course um eventually he got to actually go to la and stuff to like do a couple like a couple gigs and then meet meet all the producers oh yeah but, like the whole idea that yeah with icon you kind of get that sort of like blessing of meeting people yeah and so even though he was doing it online that's probably the other big takeaway right is the people you can meet that you yeah. meet, you can contact with um and and even like just to be in the same room as right yeah no 100 percent. that's what i was going to say my my second thing was was that yeah all the connections i made all the people that i met while i was there it was just yeah awesome so so cool and i like still friends with all of them to this day which is yeah. great yeah yeah exactly that's the best thing to hear that's like what we really want to know is like yeah so you're like literally still keeping in touch and um yeah, yeah. i hope it really inspires like anyone out there listening who feels like the calling is just like mm. it's that's sort of like your recommendations just do it yeah yeah just do it and the, like the thing is you don't necessarily have to shell out you know twenty thousand us dollars to do a course a lot of the stuff that you can like that you can learn or that you might need to learn is on like on youtube just watching you watching the youtube tutorials um i think yeah for, for me personally i ended i went to icon because i knew that the um the self-taught approach just wasn't working for me yeah, yeah. um and so i i did kind of need someone to lay out like a curriculum for me and be like all right this is exactly Dude, yeah, what yeah. you're gonna learn and this yeah. is how we're gonna teach you yeah because yeah. you guys get homework as well right Yep, every just about every class that we'd get was uh, included a homework assignment, and so we'd end the week with like eight homework assignments and um, have to have them all handed in uh, in the next class as well. So it was, yeah, it was real busy. That's where ninety percent of my time was was doing the homework assignments, but. At the same time, they were like super useful homework assignments, teaching me like all about mixing, mastering, like sonics, understanding how audio works and like if in the physical world, all sorts of really cool stuff. Yeah. Oh man, you're selling it to me, man. Just because like um, I remember the year the bro here in Palmy did the online. He just said, man, the homework is crazy. But like, <laughs> um, I guess that's like sometimes what you need. And someone like like you were talking about that accountability for someone like mm. me. I'm the same. Like I'm self-taught. I I, I actually I, a lot of people know this, but um, the reason I joke around mm. making beats at McDonald's and BP is because I'm at <laughs> home. I'm like, there's kind of nothing nothing in my familiar space to be like accountable to yeah no 100 be out in the middle of somewhere and be look around like why am i here again yeah it's to do that <laughs> you know yeah. i'm not here for nothing so yeah <laughs> stuff like that when you're someone like me you have to trick yourself and yeah, yeah like, no. life hacks they're a real thing eh? so um, yeah I, I remember i used to um it was probably bad of me to do it but i used to sitting in class at icon I'd just throw my headphones on and start making a beat while I was sitting in class. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But I say, just like make it real quiet. Eh? <laughs> yeah, just like super quiet in the headphones, try and make it look like I'm working along with what the teacher was saying. But also at the same time, I probably should have been listening and learning. Um, but hey, the lesser yeah. of two evils, hey, at least you're doing it. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Straight up. 
man. But um, yeah, thank you so much for showing that um, sort of like that background on Icon. It's um, something so huge, especially for people from New Zealand, because um, mm. a lot of us we kind of like feel that's oh, so, but it's amazing now that it is like online, eh? And like mm. um, they do have student uh, visas available now as well, so it's a lot easier to get out there than it was for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that's great to hear. But yeah, things starting to open up, and um, yeah, mm. kind of like along the lines of um. Kind of when you came back from icon like share a bit about the journey there my man right yeah that that did take a lot of getting used to was coming back to new zealand because I'd, I'd just spent a whole year surrounded by only musicians basically all day every day only talking about music production um it was like yeah i felt like i was in my element when i was in la even though I didn't necessarily like being in LA as a whole, just because LA is a little bit of a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, coming back to New Zealand, it was um, it was a big switch. Every because it felt like everything slowed down. Um, you know, I'm not hanging out with people that are just talking about music, so I have to get used to actually having normal conversations again. Um, but yeah, no, it was it wasn't too bad because I got back and I was able to reconnect with um, with my friends that I'd had since like high school, and we'd been talking for a little bit while I was over there about starting up like a record label or something. Um, and so once I got back, basically that that first week that I was back, we started up the record label, got the LLC, uh, and it's turned into Pacific Empire. <laughs> Yeah, 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 this is perfect segue, man. I, um, <laughs> I love your label, man. Like, I can't, I can't even put in the words. Like, hey. just to like understand that sort of quality that um exists here, because man, um, like even as even as like the arts and stuff, man. Like, um, it's yeah, it's really exciting, and I'm sure um you're just as excited too. So like um, how did you I come up? How did you come up with the name? And like, tell us about the beginning of the label, man. Um, so, well, I, I, the idea behind the label originally uh, was that I wanted to be able to create a platform for New Zealand artists to be able to get their music noticed overseas, over in LA and stuff, um, and try and use some of the connections that I'd made to uh, be able to like push music out over to like uh, to specific like Spotify playlists and things like that that are popular in the US um, to just kind of try and help give us uh, a little bit more of a, a market and uh, and because yeah, yeah. Of, I feel like in the US is where electronic music is most popular that's where the whole market is and that's why so many people end up moving all the way out to like LA or moving out to America um but why like I, I I thought about it and I was like why should we feel the need to move out there and do all of that over in the states when we can we can just do it here you know yeah you just we gotta just like poof up and do it eh? like um... yeah and just support ourselves then eh? like um, absolutely it's and crazy man because like, i'd had i'd had so many uh, encounters with people where i'd be like oh have you heard this song before one of my favorite songs from like new zealand stuff and they'd be like nope never heard of the artist or anything like that and so i got i got a bunch of people hooked on like 660 wow um, when like when benny was like first starting like first starting to put out some music i was like yo you guys should check this out amazing um yeah and like i i just enjoy sharing music and helping people out you know yeah yeah, yeah. when you when you've kind of got that that fire of love of music <laughs> i mean it's just like you don't even you don't even stop you just keep going and um yeah speaking about pacific empire um 
yeah was like um was there something there like um you did you always have like that sort of skill of um like sourcing mean graphics and like did you end up sort of learning a bit about graphic design as well tell us a bit well, um so i i personally terrible with graphic design um i mean i do like i do all of my flute stuff uh but you know that's i try and keep it real simple uh and you know simple but effective that's kind of like flutes uh what's it called the flutes uh tag you know yeah yeah <laughs> wow. um but um but no so i had uh one of my one of the so there were four of us that started pacific empire and two of the two of the four people are artists uh one of them does like digital painting and stuff and the other guy's a 3d artist um, and then we've also got, uh, and then we've got Lucas, who's really into like marketing and all of that sort of stuff. And so he's been really, really useful on the marketing and, um, you know, promotion front. Uh, and, and then there's just me, the music person who tries to find artists to work with and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, all of our art and everything is done by Reese. Um, he's at Z-I-T-Y on Instagram. But um, yeah, no, he's super dope. Really good at, art, at all of like the art that he makes. Um, and then we've got Rohan, who's also a music producer, um, but he, he does like the, the painting and all of that. Um, yeah, it all just kind of because we've met each other playing GTA in high school. Um, and so it just all worked out perfectly because uh, recent Rohan finished high school the year before we did. Um, and Reese went straight at right straight to Ara to do uh, like a um, 3D design motion design course, uh, and then yeah, and I did the music thing. Lucas got really into digital marketing and all of that, and it all just fit together perfectly um, and turned into Pacific Empire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so exciting, my man. And um, yeah, there's been a few artists already on there, like, and it's just amazing because it's like that. It's sort of like they're real sort of quality um sort of insurance for new zealand it's almost like yeah mm. really trying to push like you said that new zealand music out there my man so um mm. yeah so sort of like oh, as well as the label um i just saw recently i, I can't yeah. talk about this you, you started <laughs> a little bit of some sample picks of it absolutely so yeah no i um i so along with these microphones i picked up an analog synthesizer so i, I got um which one the uh, the Moog subsequent 37 uh so it's just a oh, beautiful bass on it so like my favorite purchase of all time uh and so once i got that i decided you know like because i'm i'm super keen to share you know i'm all, all about like sharing knowledge or like share, sharing the knowledge about music production how to do it and all of that um but I feel like one of the best ways to to share that kind of thing is by making samples that are easy for people to like piece together a track or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah. yeah, and trying to make them so that um, they're, they're not like over processed so that you can't go back, go in and like try and make them sound unique or whatever. Um, just yeah. keeping them like relatively clear, soup, like relatively basic, but high quality so that you can go in make it sound yeah, like yeah make it give it your own sound you know exactly. um yeah because that's something that i have a lot of trouble with with uh like samples and Run stuff it's just yeah. like yeah just trying to like dropping my favorite kick into uh into one of my tracks doesn't necessarily work because they don't yeah. sound right you know that's um, right 
And so yeah. trying to trying to make drum sounds that sound good in like almost any circumstances <laughs> yeah. proven to be quite difficult. But I feel like I'm starting to get there, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, just the hours and hours of like, you start to see it pay off and um, it's really exciting, yeah. man. Cause um, yeah, all I know is like a lot of your tracks in recent years, man. Like um, hmm. I think I, I think my all time favorite is the This Is The America flip. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, because- Hey, um, thank you. I, I love the super saw it, man. Like in the second <laughs> half, it's like, yeah, it's very cool. Hey, and, I um, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And um, but yeah, like just to have that sort of nice layer with percussive stuff, I'm sure. Um, mm. you like both of us, we get super inspired from these artists that really use percussion in such a huge yeah. way. Like um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Percussion's yeah. become like um, in electronic music, it's it's kind of like its own synth now. You know, like the percussion. And yeah. Stuff. And, no, it's um, crazy. I've 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 been saying since like 2018, percussion is my passion. You know, and uh, all of my music, I spend the most time out of anything just on the percussion. <laughs> yeah. I'm like just percussion and drums and making them sound good and making everything sound nice. And then everything else is a bit of an afterthought. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it starts to slot it in. It's like, I just, I just need the, the, like, the nice meaty sounds to go. Yeah. 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 Having like that nice rhythm that like gives you some push and pulls creates like a nice groove and everything uh, yeah yeah my favorite yeah. thing in music having a good groove yeah oh me too man like you might hear yeah. some of the electric stuff like when when you hear my beats um mm. the whole beat the whole kind of like the groove and the cushion really helps me go from like a project file that will sit there and i'll yeah. and i would put 20 hours on it and still not be happy with it so like a yeah. beat where i'm like i had it at the beginning the groove that's like so done and then yeah. i just like blink an hour later i'm sitting at wendy's on queen street i'm like this is done, this is done. we're <laughs> good to go <laughs> don't second guess it you never have to second guess like a good groove you know no exactly um i feel like that's a that's a big thing is that if you're uh Actually, this does depend on the situation, but if you're second guessing yourself, you're probably finished. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're sitting there and you're just second guessing yourself and you don't know like what to add to it to finish the track, it's probably finished. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a really good gem for peeps. Cause um, yeah, we, mm. we got we get we get this sort of idea that um how dare we ever release anything other than perfection only to find yeah. out that it doesn't exist. But um Exactly. It's, it's exactly. actually it's actually it's actually cool to put something out there. And, hmm. and and understand that um there was there was something there and whether you feel you've translated it there perfectly or not there's hmm. going to be someone in the world who, who who knows exactly what you were trying to say no exactly and 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 it's like music it's like language you know like um there's language barriers between people who speak different languages but there's that hmm. common understanding that it's, it's a human to a human speaking and, yeah, um, it's, it's like the, same... the emotion behind it, you know? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The emotion behind how you say something translates better than the words that you're saying, I feel like. Yeah, man. No, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, no 100%. Uh, that's exciting, bro, because um, it's sort of like talking in the kind of realm of, um, yeah, the community as well, because I know community is so huge. And um, as you see, like, there's some really mm. cool things happening, um, you know, things like Ewe, things like Basement, and um, yeah, and even like, you know, you kicking off the label. And so, like, um yeah like i know for a fact um there's that track you did with blueprint and you did you actually get to like meet blueprint um earlier on or was it just recently yeah. like yeah um so i uh i met blueprint through ewe collective because so i i had my first 
um, Iwi Collective release while I was still in LA. Um, and so I got added to their little group chat and um, I, I messaged into there. I was like, is there anyone like in Christchurch? I'm coming back to Christchurch soon. Um, and Blueprint, he, he was like, yeah, we, we got to get some like music production going on. Uh, and so again, like in the first couple of weeks of getting back, I was hanging out with Blueprint, making some tunes. Um, and we, we actually made uh, Flatline uh, a month after I got back from LA. We just, we had had a couple of studio sessions together where we were kind of like getting used to each other. And then we just had one where we sat down and just made the whole track pretty much. Yeah. yeah it was oh, awesome. Oh, that's amazing. And so you kind of got to know um, the brother as well. And cause he, he um, I think at one mm. point did some lecturing at Mainz as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, he he actually helped me get a job uh, relief teaching there uh, last year. So I did a little bit of help uh, doing, yeah, <laughs> going in, Amazing. helping out when he was sick. Yeah. Amazing. That's such a great thing to be able to say you're done, like just in the sort yeah. of realm of like, on beat final, we pretty much talk about music CVs. They're a real thing. And like, <laughs> yeah. um, as we yeah. start to interview some peeps in New Zealand who have really done it, man, like it's so cool mm. to know there's a space. Um, like and there's a place for you to really like say hey i did this you know like i yeah. actually fiction at mains like pretty much you know like <laughs> yeah. i was one of the guys and now it was crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so what Shoot. did you find you kind of had to like plan things out quite a bit just to know that like okay i'm actually teaching what i love like you kind of have like a bit of responsibility so to speak so i just cut out the uh, definitely um uh my things was that I always tried to get like info on what he'd been teaching before I'd like gone into relieve his class so like nice. knowing what he was teaching previously helped me plan out like what I was going to teach the, the class that day wow. um, but as a relief teacher I you know I know that people aren't really gonna sit down and just listen to me talk at them about music stuff <laughs> especially if I'm you know if I'm only going to be in for uh, one day every two months you know yeah. Um, and so I try and do fun stuff like having little beat ciphers and things like that, where I teach like a little uh, like a little technique or something, just like a golden piece of advice or whatever. Uh, and then uh, try and get them to use the the thing that they've learned in like a four bar loop, and then present that back to the class. Because wow. that that was a big thing. I used honestly, I used a lot of the stuff that I'd seen the teachers at Icon doing to help me teach the classes yeah. at Mains. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was one of the things that I really liked about Icon was that they forced you to get up and play your music in front of everybody and stand up there and just vibe with everybody. Yeah, because um, it, it helps yeah. you like get used to being able to share your music and enjoy listening to it with other people. Yes. As opposed to just standing there going, Oh, I don't like, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I hate the song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. just being able to enjoy listening to your music with other people, I feel like is really important. Because if you can't, if you can't sit there and vibe to the song, then how do you expect other people to be able to? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's so key because, um, yeah, we, like, I, I feel we can always hold ourselves a bit too high on our standards to the point where we forget how far we've come, man. Like, um, yeah. Man, uh, I, I can say for the most part, everyone tuning into Beat Fino, uh, whether they've released a track on SoundCloud or it, even if they've just had a couple of opportunities to do DJ sets at places and they yeah. never thought they would get to, it's like, actually, yeah. take a moment to realize what you've just done. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. This, is, this is huge. You get to like say, actually, I, I was passionate about something 
um, and that helped me put my mind to it. I yeah. got to do this and and like maybe I didn't even think I would have been able to do this. This is like huge, man. Exactly, exactly. I remember um, making my very first beat in FL Studio and exporting it and even just learning how to export a song was an achievement to me, you know? Um, and so like, yeah, looking at how far I've come in the last uh, eight or so years of, uh, of music production, it's insane, like totally insane. Um, and I do, I try and keep as many of uh, my older stuff still like uploaded. So I have, I have a handful of different projects that are on sound, uh, yeah, SoundCloud and YouTube uh, that are just from like the very beginning days of my production all the way up until Flute now. Um, and so, yeah, just being able to like go back and look through like all of my old, old releases from when I had no idea what adjusting the volume of track lanes mean you know yeah um, yeah i remember i used to be like ah oh, you know i i really need to learn how to mix my songs and everything and at the same time i was just dragging all of my elements in and cranking the volume up to full like an idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no it, just knowing to like turn the volume down a little bit or like pan something out of the way of something else was um really big thing that icon taught me that's oh. how bad that's how bad at self-teaching i was i spent like six years trying to self-teach and I only figured out like volume adjustments and like panning and all of that uh, like two two years ago. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and it's it's incredible how much of those fundamentals like all of us overlook. Um, mm. and, and that's why like um, a lot of those peeps who do kind of just they don't they don't kind of feel bad. Like I know P Money was one of them. Like, but even just like people on YouTube and like um, mm. you get some of those real good channels and like they just kind of like say yeah. Actually, you don't need to like stock up on like a million plugins and then like try to like learn all this stuff and then yeah. like forget the actual basics, you know, yeah. coming up on my hand up and say, I'm on a journey. Yeah, I'm on yeah. a journey because people yeah. kind of know I was at, at one point I was a plugin hoarder and I'm, you know, oh, absolutely. But um, that's, yeah. that's a fun one for anyone who's into computers because um, I mean, mm. one of the things I love to do one day is actually make my own plugins. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, sure that's what I, I really like with um, FL Studio. They have that patcher plugin where you yeah. can kind of like make your own yeah. plugins in it, which is awesome. Um, yeah. and Ableton has a thing called Max for Live where you that's can do right. that Same as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, super dope, super dope. Yeah, um, yeah no, definitely. With the um, oh, There was something that you were saying just yeah. before that I was going to... Yeah, well, so just before I was talking about making my own plugins, I was talking about... Uh, I think the basics, fundamentals. Oh, basics, fundamentals, overlooking them. Um, yeah, because we're talking. Yes. Yeah. yes, I've got it. Sorry. Nice. Um, with uh, yeah, with me, like the uh, the way that like I, I try and go about this kind of thing. I guess this is kind of an opinion, but whenever I finish a song, I'll spend you know a month or so listening to it on repeat. Uh, just so that I can find every single thing that I can improve on. And so then, uh, like that way, you know, every time that you make a new track and you finish and release it, that one is better than the last one. And you're constantly improving on like the way that you're making music, the, like the techniques that you use and all of that. And with the plugin hoarder stuff, um, yeah, I feel like every producer goes through their phase of like hoarding plugins because they it, it feels like for uh, for a lot of new people that 
uh, ha you need to have these plugins or you need to have this gear to be able to do good stuff. But I mean, only up until a month ago, uh, I was using only stock Ableton pl uh, pr plugins uh, and I'm only got my laptop and headphones. Like I, I still don't even have like a studio setup that I can use. I'm just on headphones yeah. and laptop. Yeah. Yeah, man, which is kind of like a cool testimony towards the idea that um, there's so much quality in there with the likes of the stock Ableton stuff. And, um, and yeah. I'm not even bagging because FL gang, we know we're sort of getting better like um, in yeah. recent recent updates. If I yeah, yeah. had to address like the shocking sort of like <laughs> cutting corners on some of these EQs, I'm like, cuz yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that'd be like this real glitchy part on Broody's where um you can yeah. literally chuck the parametric EQ two on a hmm. on a mixer slot. And, yeah. And even with it not being touched a single bit, um, just the way it would interfere with some like I think it was I think it was something to do with like phasing issues or something, but like, oh uh, yeah, you just chuck it on. You just like, have it on there, and then it's just, just created some away. problems. Yeah. yeah, it's like it couldn't handle like a sound just because it was starting to hit on a certain sonic. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's, it's like crazy. yeah. I, I I do find with uh, almost every digital plugin that I use, uh, there's things similar to that because like what once you have it on the channel. The audio is automatically running through the plugin it's itself, right. um, unless you have like the plugin turned off or whatever. Because yeah, yeah there's the, you have the um, the uh, what's it called signal flow. Yeah, signal, signal flow. flow. That, the that's a yeah. Yeah. So it's like um, you have let's say you have Serum open in one thing, and then you've got the um, an EQ on there. For me, one of the big problems I have in Ableton yeah. is that I could have something that is playing at zero dB like right on zero db so it's like not clipping but yeah, it's as loud as the the door allows the allows audio to go. The yeah yeah. Okay. yeah um and i'll put an eq onto a channel and it boosts the volume a little bit and it just starts clipping it's so annoying so <laughs> annoying um and yeah. so i'm like yeah constantly i'll like do everything without adding an eq on and then i'll decide to add an eq in and then i have to go through and readjust everything again <laughs> <laughs> and that's still something to us day with the Ableton EQ, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. bit annoying. Um, it, yeah, I find with a lot of uh, a lot of the like subtractive EQing, um, for some reason it increases like the volume in the places where you're not mm. subtracting uh, frequencies. Yeah, super weird. Yeah, but easy digital. to easy to <laughs> yeah. overcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, digital. It's all ones and zeros. <laughs> um, sometimes the code doesn't quite line up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really cool that you see it say it because I'm yeah, I'm really on the whole board of trying to create like a obviously like a lot of old kits that oh, not a, none of us digital great, you know, you get those old things. And I'm yeah, really yeah. keen to try and find that bridge where it's like actually some of the stuff mm. that's getting modeled now is so good, like um, you know, dare mm. I say you have the money, some of the wave stuff is like next to neck on some of those emulations. Hundred percent. I've got um I've got the whole waves uh plugin bundle thing and holy crap yes my favorite reverbs are on there like my favorite uh limiters compressors um if i'm uh, if i'm ever uh processing vocals it's all waves yeah <laughs> <It's> all wa <laughs> oh wow basic like their one knob series is so good yeah yeah man um 
I couldn't for, I couldn't forget about this. There's like a meme about CLA. Have you seen it on the internet? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I feel like I might have. There's um there's a couple of boys at the Peabody workshop that brought up the whole CLA thing. But it's, I think it's like with Kenny Beats, and it's just like there's this kind of like go-to thing CLA vocals. It yeah. just became a big producer meme on the internet. But oh um, uh, yeah, you, you can't no, forget the, those ones. Eh? No, I and the thing is they they sound great. Yeah. <laughs> like they do sound. That's so good. It's such a like joke but about everybody. And <laughs> yeah. All these things. Yeah. Eh? It's just like exactly. Oh, kind of sound good. That's why everyone uses them. Yeah. Um, what was uh, there's this, that other one where it's a, another one oh, thing smile, and you turn yeah. it up and you're like, what? Yeah, you're so smile. excited. Yeah, that one's so that's, good. That's behind most of the deck trick catalog on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. our build ups coming in. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it just worked, man. And um, uh, it sounds good. Sometimes if it works, hey, just do it, man. Like, don't. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, yeah, the thing is, a lot of people tell you don't do this technique or don't do this. This is mm, the a cardinal sin of EDM. Yeah. It's like, experiment, try <laughs> stuff. Sometimes yep. sometimes creating weird phasing issues and things like that ends up sounding cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's all about those happy accidents. Yeah, no, yeah. totally, bro. I totally agree. I mean, Skrillex definitely was a great example. Flume, these old cats, yeah. man, they just broke every, every rule. Audio engineers mm. would have been look at them with shock, and and here they are now, and all of these people are actually Absolutely. like learning from them, saying, "Oh, this is like a a new style of mixing." Versus new. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very cool. Um, no, it's but, awesome. Yeah, if man. it sounds good, then it sounds good. You know. Mm, yeah. No. So yeah. so good. We we've had this discussion on beat final. It's so cool to remind <laughs> everyone, including myself. You know, it's like yeah so cool but um yeah man like as i felt we really touched some awesome ground on the technicality stuff and and sort of hmm. just like yeah like the process for people but like um sort of hitting off a bit more um on sort of like yeah things to come and like um we, we get to a section where we also share a couple kind of gems on almost like a f philosophical side of b-fighter oh yeah um yes yeah, so, man so that sounds um, exciting <laughs> yeah yeah this is cool <laughs> so like um Yes, kind of touching on this um, to start off with, my man. Um, mm -hmm. Got any any kind of like um, tracks or any kind of things coming up there, my man? Oh well, I did just have a track drop today. Wow. Um, I haven't I haven't done any advertisement on it because I fucked up in the DistroKid upload process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I made it so that it releases on November tenth in the listeners' time zone, as opposed to like it all yeah, drops all at once everywhere. Uh, so right. annoying so um so i'm just waiting until either later tonight or tomorrow before i advertise it but i mean uh, by the time this is out it'll be yeah out. it'll be out exactly um but uh coming up uh next month in december i do have uh a track dropping it is currently up for like exclusively on audius at the moment it's nice. called fans only um and that name that name won't change once it <laughs> once it uh, leaves exclusivity but um, yeah, no, so that should be out in December. I can't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Exciting one, man. Oh, that's hey, Thank you. And um, yeah, so, so sort of like um, other things as well. Um, you're still planning mm. to kind of have some more releases later on on Pacific uh, Empire and all that? Yeah, um, yeah. At the moment, we're having a little bit of an identity crisis, but uh, I think we've, we've straightened most of it out. Um, we've kind of morphed into like a, a multimedia kind of label. So in the foreseeable future, we don't have anything lined up, although we will be releasing more music soon. 
Um, we're just trying to focus a bit more on like selling some sample packs and yeah, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe getting some merch or like some some extra content out there so that people can you know be interested in us, uh, the people running it at the moment. Yeah, wow. I feel like that might have come out kind of weird, but yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's cool because I, I, I'm really keen. Like, I can't wait. I uh, sign up to get the the samples and um, mm. yeah, for everyone tuning in. Um, what was the site again? Was that under the your flute? Eh? You, um, so flute the company? the website is pacificempire.xyz, and then nice. if you add a slash free to the end of that, you can get the kit collection, which is uh, all four of the free kits that we have out at the moment. Uh, all for free and if you do the slash for free thing you get one button that downloads all of them for you yeah wow. oh it's such a gift to everyone though man i know everyone's <laughs> gonna really really appreciate it and enjoy it hey, and make some i cool try music. my best <laughs> yeah oh, bro, yeah. i can promise you i've seen it man um, uh, hey, yeah i appreciate I, it i really appreciate it and yeah like i just before i forget now i want to um here on beat Fino, we try to have people on that i you know like i can say i feel but more importantly new zealand feels give back and um you know from the time mm. we sort of like um got to know each other on iwi and and, and even sort yeah. of like outside of it i really feel you're such a giving person which is um so cool and i know that um that really um you'll get it back you know like karma we believe uh, in this at be fine as well as hey, up you know me too me too <laughs> i really i really do hope that uh that some that some stuff is coming um, but until then, I'm just going to keep working, stay complacent with myself. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. always, always set the bar higher. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just keep working, uh, like working towards my goals that I have. Um, I have like un unwritten goals that I've Thank just you, kind bro. of in the back of my mind working towards. And I mean, like doing this kind of thing, the, like this is awesome. This is, you know, Flute's first proper like podcast interview. And I'm, you know, stoked to be here. Yeah, 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 I feel like it's so cool because for most people we have on, it's their first. And um, you can just yeah. see, like, it can be the beginning of something awesome. Like, um, it's a win-win, but more importantly, like, it helps you start to really, like, um, see how far you've come, you know? Like, it's yeah. ce celebration. Yeah. Like, in New Zealand, yeah, we, we need to do it more. And um, I'm really excited just to keep doing it. But, um, but yeah, like, um, I really appreciate all your support with Beatfino, my man. Hey, and I'm sure I mean, gonna... I appreciate your support on Beatfino of Flute. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, yeah, honestly, you are, like, you are one of the real ones. I, oh. yeah, I really appreciate when I get a message from you or, like, whatever. It's just, yeah, makes my day. Ah, so ah. awesome. Beautiful, man. Well, um, thank you so much for being on here, my man. And um, yeah, that's pretty thank much Thank you for having me. Pretty much it. But um before we go, this is uh the thing I can't forget. And um <laughs> it's just like a condensed down sort of like take a gym for everyone listening. And um that's yeah, like any sort of like final words of like um kind of a bit of guidance, people who might be new into music, um, just to kind of make them feel like cool, they could do it, you know. Mm. No, a hundred percent. Um, for me, uh, this is this literally like this week. I've had a few like big emails pop up, um, but it's also been like the worst week of my life. I've also had I've had a whole bunch of just really annoying shit happen, um, and what I've taken from it is that essentially you're gonna get your biggest opportunities when you're at your lowest point. Um, because you know once you get those opportunities it's just up from there as long as you take them and you roll with them you'll be good um and so if you're if you're feeling like you know like nothing's happening or like things are happening slow 
just remember shit's happening behind the scenes that you don't even know about people are talking about you that you've never mm. met before yes uh, yeah shit happens behind the scenes and then it presents itself at your lowest point <laughs> yeah man oh my gosh yeah. i talk about turn the page but you've nailed it there that's a gem for everyone that is it's it's yeah it's hey. usually when you start to feel like things are kind of like i don't know if things can keep going what, what's happening next you don't and and yeah. it's these moments where it's kind of like you know at some point something's got to happen and and yeah. then one day when it does happen you have to be ready to walk into it and so no, exactly. um, I, I end up running into it i i my, my big phrase here is walk into the blessing and the key is like you got to know when it's there and just yeah. go straight in because that's um that's that's i mean that's how we all have our ups and downs and you hear about some absolutely the, the most um yeah. the the most like biggest world changes of all time and like this is yeah this is their journey when you like look back and they like we're at rock bottom and yeah then no, just, yeah, just yeah something picks him up and just takes him you know yeah 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 no so. definitely a vibe <laughs> Ah, so awesome, oh, my man. Shit. Well, thank you so much for being on here, my man. And um, thank you so much for having me. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Ah, oh, beautiful. Well, hey. that was uh, Be Fine or Even with Flute. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I uh, really appreciate all the love and support. Um, it's been awesome to start to see um yeah so sort of like a bit of a, a bit of a listenership coming on there so we do encourage you to continue uh subscribing on apple Podcasts, following on spotify um and by the end of the year you'll be able to see all the episodes as well on youtube soundcloud um and of course get ready for um all the patreon uh, that we've got planned um the different tiers uh, all the bonuses i mean um I think we might have to get you on for an exclusive beat photo, uh, a little mini pack if you're keen. Oh, um, shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd yeah, yeah. Keen as- yeah, man. Um, that's pretty much everyone. Beat Fano podcast signing out. Peace and love, Fano.